This town has been called a lot of different things over the years, but the most recent name is Salt Haven. As the waves crash against the rocks and the sun moves behind the hills for the night, fishermen and sailors tie up their boats and head to the local drinking holes to let off steam. The Salt Haven Harbor was built out of the ruins of a much older settlement, sometimes referred to as the Old Harbor. It was a settlement that was given up on, forgotten. Then the free people of Salt Haven moved in, rebuilt it, and now call it home. See, Salt Haven might be encrusted in sea salt and reek of rotting fish guts, but there is gold aplenty in the coffers of its citizens. For more than a century since its rebirth, the ships of Salt Haven have worked the rich fishing grounds along the coast. Trade ships from near and far have been using the docks to unload their goods, and lately we find more and more sailors and pirates moving in to call this place home as the dwarven mining operation and the trade routes grow. Smuggling and pirateering has long been a profitable business here, and people have started to take notice. The town is ran by a town council. The people in it usually belong to one of the town's factions, the traditionalists and the loyalists, both of which have their own views on how the town should be ran. Salt Haven is a place of constant energy. At sunrise, the docks bustle with fishers preparing to venture out for the day. The merchants move their ships into the docks once the fishing fleet is out for the day, and dock workers rush to load and unload goods before the boats return. The daily energy and bustle carries over into even rowdier nights. The fishers chug ale and swap stories, each seeking to outdo the other with their tales of the sea. Fights erupt as rival crews cross paths, and the town guard tries its best to keep a high profile in hopes of maintaining the peace. The docks of Salt Haven, though, are the beating heart of the town. Recently, they have undergone a series of expansions intended to lure larger merchant vessels into the port. This part of Salt Haven is mostly constantly busy, and it's rare to see the large piers unoccupied. Guarded warehouses are a common sight in this district, and it is considered suspicious behavior to even walk near these places at night. But this is where we find ourselves now as a large transporter vessel docks, lowers its anchor, and people in search of new opportunities, a boat of their own, or even a place to call home, walk off the docks and into Salt Haven. Three of our four heroes of this story step off the boat and are approached by a sailor holding a paper and a quill, and without looking up, he says, Welcome to Salt Haven. Please state your name so I can put you down. What is put down? Oh, God. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> I can't wait. Yeah, now's the time for you guys to talk and introduce yourself. So let us know what you look like and, and what your class is. I be Cox in the Sea. Aye, there you go. There be me name. Good name. So you're a human monk. So Halp is a shark folk blood hunter. Nice. Uh, Halp primarily looks like what we would know as a, a great white shark, at least from the neck up. From the shoulders down, it's very humanoid. Um, he's very buff. He's, he's very built. His skin has uh, got that dark, uh, that dark gray that sharks generally have. Nice. And uh, he doesn't wear a lot of clothing. What clothing he does wear is usually made out of leather and the actual like metal parts, like his shoulder pads and what have you, it's mostly rusted because he's a shark folk and he comes from the sea. Yeah, I love the, I love the rusty bit. That's so good. The armor, that's so good. Right, right. Yeah, hell yeah. Oh, and and he has a fishing hook th 
through his nose like a nose piercing. Fuck yeah. Nice. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What is, what is he so, uh what does he say to this guy? So Hal um looks down at this guy and puts a hand to his chest and says Name is Harp. I don't have taste flavor. Alright, uh <laughs> He's like, Yeah, yeah, I don't need what you taste like shock, man. Alright, yeah. In the robot. So I, you see before you a very, very gorgeous, very curvy warforged, which is very uncommon in Antoxica. True. Um, so she's made of wood to maintain buoyancy and 216 stainless steel that's kind of a bluey gray hue. Um, she has lots of scroll work, tattoo ish. Like and tribal, like she, tribal, like down her arms and stuff. Is it like black or like um, blue in the? No, it's it's like like a blue, and eventually you'll see that it kind of glows sometimes. Ooh. And it's the same blue that's in her eyes. So she also has a staff that um, has three stones that just kind of <laughs> endlessly circle around above it. That's cool. I mean, she's not very, she's meant to be human tall, so she didn't stick out. She also looks like she's wearing human clothing, so she tries to fit in as much as possible. Um, she says to the man, Hello. My name is Carwin Blessed Brew. Do you need my address? Uh, no. Uh, we don't need your address, uh, robot. Um, Sure? <clears throat> I'm just trying to do my job. Please keep on moving. We're trying to get the line here. You see all the people behind you? I cannot see behind me. My eyes go forward. Oh, God. Go Her eyes big. are in front. Yeah. Oh, another one of these. Do you wish me to proceed down the plank? Uh, yeah, proceed down the docks, please. Thank you. Have a good day. Jesus. Okay. <clears throat> Uh, <laughs> I know you love me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this is going to be a fun uh, campaign so far. Um, okay, you three. Leaving the docks, you walk through the town, taking in all of these new sights for the very first time. You could see that there are torches placed on wooden poles, and they line the cobblestone and sand pathways that wind and curve through Salt Haven. On every other corner or so stands a set of town's guard, basically local law enforcement. And they are easily noticeable because they have the brand of three letters on their chest plates, S-H-G, which you assume stands for Salt Haven Guard. You pass by buildings as you walk and take in the sights. A strange thing you notice though is that half of the shops in the town are still open even though it is nighttime. But you three can kind of gather, at least, uh, I'm assuming Coxwin the Sea can gather, um, that it's because the sailors and the fishermen return to the town at night, and that's when a lot of the shops profit. Well, I mean, that would also depend on the tides and stuff like that. If we were also a fishing village, people would be out in the tides, and a certain time of year, it depends on if they're out or not. That's very true. Coxwin. Just walking to the town, randomly say that out loud as it's quiet and you're just like, well, it depends on if it's a tie or tie. <laughs> oh, write that down. You do realize I do not have an inner monologue. My thoughts come out as I say everything. <laughs> yeah, there's uh, no inner monologue. Yeah. If you say it in character voice, I'm assuming you're saying it out loud. So <laughs> that's, that's what's it. 
All right. Um, before you make it too far into this village, you stop at a sign that says the Empty Net Tavern. This tavern is partially supported by stilts that are driven into the harbor waters. This rickety tavern is bustling with loud yells and yars from the inside. Through the windows, you see what could be smugglers and mercenaries, assassins, and possibly even pirates. They're throwing around food and laughing and cheering together. And as you three stand there, staring to the window, deciding on what to do next, a large male with dreadlocks and a large hat moves very fast towards the window as he yells, Oh, Smeagol, don't you ever talk about me boat that way? And he swings and throws what looks to be a green goblin person out of the window. He flies out over the railing towards all three of you. Everyone, first roll of the campaign, um, even you, Schmeagle, roll me a deck save. First roll. Roll me a deck save as he comes flying out the window at you. Uh, help got a four on his deck save. Rolled an 11. Well, Carwin is just all over everything, and she got a natty 20 plus one. First roll of the season, and Carwin got a nat 20. So uh, this is probably going to set the tone. Let's just write it down and remember this happened, because... Um, it's all downhill from here. Yeah. That's right. Schmeagol, <laughs> as you come flying out of this window, uh, what did you get for your deck save? Like, is it, maybe you'll land on your feet. Who knows? Ten of a dexterity save. <laughs> With your ten. This small goblin comes flying out of the window just as Carwin. You just step out of the way. Help. You guys aren't paying a t- lick of attention as this goblin flies out the window and lands on top of both of you, and you both fall to the ground. Hitting the ground, each one of you are also going to take 1d4 damage. A green goblin has hit you. Do you need assistance? The, the world turned on me. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> All right, well, um, you're going to stand up. Uh, now would uh, be your time to kind of explain your character, who you are, what you look like, and then um, stand up and greet these uh, lovely lads that you just basically bowled over. <laughs> Me kind of picks himself up and looks around and looks back to the window that's been shattered, and he says, Eh, farther than last time, I guess it's a new record. Kind of looks to the party and sees this large shark man, something he's never seen before. He says, oh, great sea, you've sent him to me, my new captain. Oh, I love him. And he kind of looks to this shark and he falls to his knees and he goes, "Uh, great captain. Now, Smee also took a four on his damage. Uh, So he pulls a piece of glass from his head that he's just kind of hanging on to and he flicks to the side. You can see a little bit of blood come out of there. (laughs) He looks to the shark and he goes, will you have me? Captain, I, I, I need a ship. I need a captain. I'll serve you. I'll serve you and I'll, 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 I'll wash your feet. You want me to wash your feet? Feet don't need washed. What about your robot? Robot's got feet. I can wash them. I do not need any part of my body washed. Thank you for offering your assistance. <laughs> Where's me gonna fit in? He can't wash feet. He, 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 this is a bad day. Explain what you look like a little bit, and uh, 
What is your what is your class? Obviously, your name is Schmeagol. Schmeagol, because you know it's very aquatic. Uh, he is, is is very very smelly looking. Is the best kind of way to describe Schmee. He he looks like he hasn't showered or changed his clothes since he's been alive, and uh, it doesn't look like he's been doing very well for himself. Nice. And what are you what are you wearing? Burlap sack. Burlap uh, sack. And a little pair, a little tiny pair of underwear, Fuck keep yeah. him warm. You know. Fuck yeah. That's awesome. What do you guys say to this goblin as he just deals all this damage to you guys and falls out this window? Shmi made it farther than last time. I'm getting better. Uh, uh, I'm trying to figure out the mechanics here. Do you just billow up your sack? Or, uh... No, no. Large man throw. Shmi, Shmi fly out window. Large man throw harder. Shmi fly farther. Depends on no. how much Shmi made him. Help. You hungry? No, old, old captain's he's strong. Yeah. I've I, I've seen him stab many things, so I fell in love with him. But help is hungry. I will have to interject. Humans and humanoids are not on your menu of approved foods. Please do not eat the old captain. Fair enough. Arr, she said old <laughs> captain. Didn't say nothing about a young captain. <laughs> I stand corrected. You four stand outside of this uh, this establishment. On the inside, people are still partying, raging on. They uh, None of them really even seem to notice that uh, a goblin was just thrown out of the window. They just continued on their business. What do you guys do? Halp is hungry. Halp uh. bends down and picks up a piece of glass and starts eating it. Put it down. You're not listening, Halp. Put <laughs> the glass down. Halp. But Halp is hungry. That is not food there. We've talked about this before. Remember when you hurt yourself the last time? Last time I'd no have see-through chip. Yes, because it was brown glass. It's the same thing with a different color. Go. Fight. And Thank Al you. throws it down like he's having a temper tantrum. <laughs> Clear glass added to the list of non-edible items. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Added to shopping list. <laughs> Ridiculous. Okay, Shmi, so you've been uh, around this town for a long time, Shmi. Um, they're talking about trying to find uh, uh, food and grog and jobs, and you indeed do offer to the party uh, to help them find some jobs and things. You actually know that the man that just threw you out of the tavern for insulting his boat actually does have leads on jobs, and that's one of the reasons why you were there in the first place. To get jobs, you gotta talk to old captain. I'd... Do job bring food? Yeah, I mean, you'd, you'd find food. Shmi knows where food is, but it's hard stealing food. They usually try to take your fingers, and Shmi, Shmi can't lose any more fingers. You see he's missing I... like two fingers. <laughs> I eat fingers. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, old help here, he loves his finger foods. Or food made of fingers. Either no, or. It's not on the approved list. Shit! Alright, shall we go talk to this old captain and see about uh, some jobs here? Maybe uh, find a stall or two we can steal some food from. Uh, little Schmeagol thing, are you hungry there, lad? You have food for Schmee? He kind of like, uh, runs up to you already out of breath for the two feet that he's ran to you. 
And he looks up at your your large statue, and he goes, "You be new captain. You meet feed me. Feed takes me take food." I reach into my pouch, grab him a ration, and be like, "I hear there. Have this ration. See how it tastes." As you're passing it to him, he snatches it from your hands and runs ah. the barrel. And you just kind of hear him on the other side, just giving into this thing. Huxway the sea. This goblin is eating possibly too fast. He may choke. I, I almost lost a finger the first time giving it to him. I'm not going to be taking it away from him. Ah, oh, that's neither here nor there. Let's go find us some work. All right, so you uh, four, after you're done eating, of course, me, you join the party. You four walk together into the empty net tavern. As the door opens, all of the lanterns and the candles shine through the door on all of you guys. And the smell of just rotted fish guts and stale beer and maybe even a little bit of puke kind of fills your noses as you step That's up inside. Shmi. That's also could be shmi a little bit. As you four step on the inside, you see that this place is pretty packed with a lot of different kinds of sailors, pirates, again, smugglers, could be, all kind of eating and drinking, etc. As you take your first few steps inside, a dagger goes flying over um, Halp's head and hits the wall behind. And then people are like throwing food around. You four walk up to the bar, where sitting Behind the bar happens to be the man with the dreadlocks and the hat who just threw Schmeagol out of the window um, just a few minutes ago. And as you guys approach, he sees you, stands up, and says, Oh, hey, welcome in here to, you know, the old, uh, the empty net tavern. I see you've brought, uh, you know, Schmeagol back in here. I just threw him out, but uh, <laughs> what can I do you for? Yeah, I, I heard you might be uh, the one to talk to about some work and make us a little bit of gold. That be true. Oh, yes, I could uh, help you out with some gold and some work. Uh, I see you uh, you three are new here to the town of uh, Salt Haven. I've never seen you around before, so welcome. Welcome here, and of course, uh, welcome to the old Empty Net Tavern. Uh, how about... Uh, Thank you. The first drink's on me. You three can have. Not you, Shmi. You insulted me both, and you will not get a free drink. But first drink's on me, as long as you let me tell you a tale. Maybe it'll lead you just to a job, you know. Who knows? Aye. Aye, I do like that idea. Shmi didn't insult boats. Me only peed on boat. Yeah, you don't fucking pee on a man's boat, Shmi. Don't make me throw you out the window again. Aye, but what's the poop deck for, then? Well, that's for I've never pooping. heard of a pee deck. Yeah, there's no oh, pee deck. Aye. Hi. 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 Yar. Yar. Hi. Yar. Hi. Anyways. I would like to have this drink now, please. <laughs> he, he brings around uh, four, three, sorry, glasses. Um, not glasses, but they're like metal looking kind of like flagons that are all kind of like dented and dinged up. And they've got like some fish guts kind of like stuck to the bottom of them. And he whips out this old like clay jug and pulls the cork off of it. Stung. And then he like pours out some uh, some grog into these four cups, and it's kind of thick, and it's got like a weird yellowish brown hue to it, and some of it spills out onto the top of the bar. And then he slides you three over your drinks, and he's like, "Well, I don't know if a shark in a warforge there would drink old grog, but if they don't, uh, sailor man, you're welcome to uh, have it to yourself, I guess. I assume." Aye. I thank you. Yes, I do not require food or drink, but I really appreciate 
that you have given me something of yours. Thank you so much. You said Shmi could have your food and drink, right? I did not say such things. <laughs> Shmi. Alp eats his cup. <laughs> <laughs> I picture like Shmi like sticking up from like behind a bar stool, like, can I eat it? And then the shark just, oh, just fucking. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, God, what a funny scene. I know you all are looking to make some gold, so, you know, why else even come to Salt Haven? And, well, being who I am, I do have a few leads, uh, but I got to, yeah, but you gotta come spend some of this gold here at the Empty Net Tavern, you know, whenever you make it, you savvy? Help old Perry the pirate out. How much are we required to spend? Yeah, well, as much as you want to, of course. At least a little bit. He helps my business go. I give you the quest, you bring the gold back and spend it, you know. Even trade. Understood. What were we supposed to roll for gold again? Oh, um, so at the beginning we were all rolling a d6. If we want to do that oh. now, we can. Oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> that sucks. Roll one d6. I've got a one. <laughs> you have one gold. Yeah. You guys are pretty fucking broke. Carwin has two. I I be got five. Me start with one gold. He he's not doing well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just to be like he's he's been kicking around in town. Shmi has been he's not doing great these last few years. He's been trying to get jobs. Nobody will hire him. He'll be mucking out stalls. Nobody pays him afterwards. Uh, the one copper that he has, or one gold that he has, is already like the most money he's ever had in his life. So you're actually finding him at the peak of his his financial stability. <laughs> I would like to use perception to see if that coin is just gold painted. <laughs> Should we show you his coin? You want to buy it? Yes. One gold. Damn! <laughs> you want to buy my gold coin for two gold? Uh, all right, you savvy. We've got a deal. So here's what I've heard recently. Well, you know, this is a tale of tales. There be an old haunted house around here that sits on the hill here in Old Salt Haven. The crew around here say it was built back in the Old Haven days. Some book-read alchemist guy, he lived there. And now the spirit of his, this old salty dog still resides there. Yeah, true. And a young messenger once emerged from the house with a story of some grand book-reading library containing countless books for, you know, schooled folk and what have ye. And he thinks that this alchemist has discovered some method of just transforming base metals into gold. At least that's the tale, and it is a crazy story. You see, in the corner over there, old Jenkins, apparently... He went there in the search of this old gold machine, but when he came back, he was never the same. And I do have some other leads, but y'all don't have a boat, do you? Aye, uh, not yet, not yet. We're hoping this job pays out good enough for us to be buying a boat. Ah, well, once you once you get a good boat, I've got some more leads for you. But yeah, there's an old haunted house that apparently is full of gold. If you want more info, you can maybe go talk to old man Jenkins. But he's kind of, uh, uh, well, you'll see. There is more food. Well, I do got some food here, Sharkman, if you're willing to pay. Of course, I've got mostly fish. You eat fish, <laughs> don't you? So, uh, is the food present? Not currently. Okay, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> Help eat fish. There is like um like 
fish guts and stuff, though, like on the bar, just kind of like from people who have eaten fish there before. <laughs> okay, so on like that note, help picks residue. up the fish guts, throws it into his mouth, and then leaves the one gold coin on the bar and then walks away. <laughs> <laughs> the one gold that Halp had. <laughs> and Perry's like, well, all right, what a what a weird lad. Hey, Turk, can I, uh, can I do a stealth roll and try to go hidden? I want to try to steal the gold coin. <laughs> yeah, fuck yeah, you can. Fuck yeah, you can. Well, Shmi got a 17. Beardy men say pay for fish. I'll pay for fish. You're definitely hidden. Um, so as you turn, Carwin, <laughs> to tell Halp that he left his coin, you turn back and it's already gone. I like to think uh, as Carwin was turning, I just kind of stay behind her. <laughs> just, like right behind her, yeah. I picture like you like legit getting on the bar like as she turns, your like little body is just standing up there and your sack and then you just grab the coin. <laughs> so, what do you guys do? Well, Carwin, should we go talk to this Jenkins fellow? That is what the old captain said to do. Aye, but the old captain did say this man might be a bit of a loony bin. What do you mean loony bin? Is he inside a bin? No. I guess we will be doing the lesson for the day, teaching you what oh. a loony bin may be. Yes, my paper is ready. Okay, let's go over and talk to this Jenkins fellow, see what he says. Understood. So while uh, Carwin and uh, Coxwin go over to, uh, wow, that's Carwin and Coxwin? Seriously? <laughs> All it's right. it's, it's um, actually <laughs> technically pronounced Coxin. Like, so Cox. In okay. the sea. <laughs> okay. It was spelt with a W, so I was... All right, so while Carwin and Coxon are going over to talk to old man Jenkins, I would like to know what Halp and uh, Shmee are doing. Shmee are doing. Halp walks out of the bar because he's done. <laughs> he got his food. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's just out now. Okay, that's fair. And he will he will stand outside the bar and wait for everybody else. <laughs> um, so yeah, now that I have the gold coin, uh, I'm going to come out of stealth and just kind of like come up beside these two as they're uh, they're talking to old man Jenkins. And uh, Shmi's going to walk up to him and he's going to like kind of eye old man Jenkins and then eye the ground and just kind of curse some stuff underneath his breath. And old man Jenkins thinks he's dressed so nice. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what was that little goblin man? Are you nothing, muttering things? Nothing, 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 sorry. He this said is... that old man Jenkins dresses very well. No, no, I, no, he doesn't supposed to hear that. Jenkins, are you, is he awake? He is awake, so you two walk over. You see, though, uh, old man Jenkins is very old, very wrinkly. He's got uh, a very, of course, classic long white beard, but it has, like, fish guts and bones and things kind of sticking out of it. His teeth are very jagged, and he is also wearing a burlap sack, much like Smee, but it's it's a little bit longer, a little bit newer. It's a newer burlap sack. Gotta have the next step always showing Smee up. Showing him with his burlap yeah. sack. <laughs> Look at old man Jenkins sort of eyeball him, look back at Shmee. Shmee gets new cloth boots. Jenkins gets new cloth boots. Shmee gets burlap snack. Jenkins gets better burlap shack. Every time. 
some kind of like rivalry going on because they're like both of the homeless people of Salt Haven. <laughs> There's just like this big rivalry. <laughs> oh, Jenkins when you, you get thrown out, Shmi gets thrown out. <laughs> Jenkins won't fit out the window. They said only Shmi fits out window. Yeah. As you guys approach, um, you can see that he's kind of like fiddling with his fingers and like picking at his nails and chipping at the table in front of him. Aye. You be old man Jenkins. Ah, yes, that's me. Who are you? Ah, oh, hello. I'm, uh, I'm Cox in the Sea, and this be Schmeagol and Carwin Blessed Brew. We, uh. Oh, I know Schmeagol. Yes, we've heard. He, he, he always tries to one up me. Yeah, old man Jenkins <laughs> gets a nice burlap sack, and then Schmee gets a nice burlap sack. Old man Jenkins wants to fly out window. I'm not allowed. Only Smee gets to fly out the window. Classic Jenkins. Every time. Make it about him, not about Smee. Every time. Yeah. Smee just kind of walked away in frustration with his arms above his head. As um, he does that, I just smash my fist down on the table. Aye, enough of you two. We have important <laughs> business, Jenkins. Pray tell. Tell us about the uh, gold house. Yeah. And the, uh, we heard you went in there once, and, uh, well, what's your tale? If you've got business, then you definitely come to Old Man Jenkins, because I am the best businessman in all of Salt Haven. If, if, there must be a trade. Of course, Old Man Jenk has information, but if you want it, you must trade with Old Man Jenkins. You have belt, gold, you have, uh, you want to shine Old Man Jenkins' shiny bald head? I I will absolutely shine your bald head. Okay, well you shine my head, and the whole time you shine, I'll tell ye the tale. Alright, let me get me buffin' boots in and my glovey gloves here. And, uh... I love the idea of this old, like, badass pirate, and he's like, let me get my glovey gloves here. <laughs> Alright. Alright, here, Jenkins. <sighs> Alright, oh, that's, that's good, yeah. I like that. Preparing to write story. <laughs> oh. Okay. So there I was, old man Jenkins. I wanted some gold. I knew I heard the tales of the old haunted place. It's been there since before the old haven days. It was the first place ever built. The alchemists lived there. Some say that the alchemist was mad, much like old man Jenkins. <laughs> I thought maybe we were had something in common, but I don't know. So I went there. I started. I went inside. And I, I was walking up the stairs of this place after I went all the way up the trail. And I went through the garden and I went up the stairs. And then I heard ghastly shrieks and piercing wails. So I ran, frightened, out of my wits, out of my little cloth boots and my burlap sack. Uh, it was scary. But on my way in there, I did steal some things from the kitchen before the ghosts came. Uh, this is some good head shining. I do know where the back door is, and I was going to try that instead of the front door. I can tell you where the back door is if you want. Uh, also, I there's a there's I... a well there as well, and I almost fell in it on my way back. There's a well as well. Well as well. Well as well. 
Well, that well sounds mighty dangerous without uh, having warning signs and stuff around it there. Yeah. But I can tell you where the back door is. I can draw ye a map. I don't know what's going on there, but it's spooky. And if the tales be true, anyone would be able to investigate that place. Come back a rich man. I mean, I think it would be safe to assume that if we went to a house to the front door, we'd be able to walk around the back to the back door, yes? Well, you may be onto something there. If you just walk aye, around aye. the house, the back door... Yeah, you, you've you got it. Sorry. Thank you for the head shining. <laughs> aye, there you go. The shiniest head in Salt Haven now. Ah, thank you. Just promise me you'll never shine Shmi's head. Well, Shmi, you heard the man. You're never getting your dome shined by me. Wait, wait, wait. Johnson, you got them to shine your head? God damn it, it's me. My name is Jenkins. Don't make me come after you. <laughs> Mr. Jenkins. Yes? Will you please clarify what is piercing whales? Ah. There are actual sea life in the house? <laughs> no. <laughs> nice lady. Uh, very shiny metal skin, by the way. Looks great. There were not whales in the kitchen. Well, there could be. You never know. The whales, you know. The, 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 the government's after us. There could be whales in the house. But, uh, what I what I mean by piercing whales is is the screams of something not of this world. Thank you for your clarification. You're welcome. Aye, well then, crew. Shall we set off? Conclude our lesson. Aye. Aye. Well, the, the lesson shall continue to see what made this man crazy the way he be. We'll have to find and the ghosts, the piercing whales, and the gold. Understood. Um, you guys stand up together and uh, walk out of the empty net tavern. But as uh, they get outside, help, um, where, do, where do they find you? What are you doing out there? I'm standing just outside the front door. Okay. You're just, just standing there like, mm, all right. Yeah, Super just chill. standing there staring down the street. So I How exit sweet. through the door. I just slap help square on the ass and say, Hi, lad. Are you ready? Ready for? Gold adventure. Perhaps some killing. We're on a mission. Killing meets food. Yes, help ready. Excellent, excellent. Schmeagle, ye be coming with us? It's Schmeagle. You gotta, you gotta say like girl, but you know copyright. But you know, it, yes, Schmeagle, Schmeagle goes with new captain. He, it, big shark man, inspires Schmeagle to, to, to real, real be, be big goblin. So, you know, uh, let's go. But. Uh, I gotta say, J Jenkins isn't wrong about that house. It's haunted as crap. Aye, well, if we let you lead the way into the house, I think you're... Oh, no, no, that's mm -hmm. not... That's not what... <sighs> I think if we let you go into the house first, that wretched stench that you'd be carrying might be able to ward off most of the most evil spirits known to man. Compliments work on Smeagol. He, he'll go first. You really think my smell's wretched? Thank you. He kind of, like grinds himself a little bit, just like grooms his hair back, which is like three hairs on the top of his head that don't stick. Me <laughs> smell like food. Goblins are not on the approved food list. 
how no, how disappointed. <laughs> There you four go. You head off together on your first adventure. Coxswain, the captain of this party, the human monk, Halp, the shark folk, Carwin, the warforged, and your newfound friend, Smee Gull, the goblin, your new follower, per se. You head off through the town of Salthaven, and Smee does know the way. He's been here for a while. He's heard stories of this haunted old home that sits on the hill. You four walk through the town, past the shops, and you head up the hill. The road up to the house winds through the rocky coastal terrain, often offering a view of the sea below. You could hear the waves crashing. The low clouds press upon you as you walk. Occasional patches of moonlight appear. A stiff wind blows in off of these waves, carrying in the briny stink of churning salt water. This home is located four miles up the coast from Salt Haven and is accessible by this old road. Eventually, you reach what seems to be the top of this hill. The decrepit house sits on the highest ground in the area. Around it, a stone wall has crumbled in many places, exposing the interior grounds. An ornate metal gate lies open at the end of the road, swaying slightly in the wind. Yep, that's the place. He kind of looks up towards the grass, past the grass to this creepy house. Doesn't you want to go in there? Smee doesn't even go in there. Aye, that be the gold in there. We'll head around back and go to the back door. Smee's expert at getting in the back door. Smee show you, Smee show you. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Hal pulls up a handful of grass and eats it. <laughs> nice. As you four walk through the tall grass around the wall towards the back of this awful decaying home sitting on the top of this hill a family of four giant weasels jump out of the grass all four of you to uh roll me initiative um yeah you could say what you want to say as well go ahead he's me just immediately recognizes them he's like not again fellas come on you already took the last bit of food i am the first initiative damn dude Let's did go. we yeah first initiative help was on that shit he rolled Hell 20. yeah well he just sees food coming out of the ground <laughs> yeah exactly <laughs> yeah. That, was that was gonna be my line help there be your food eat away <laughs> but i'm i'm sorry abstracto i i rolled the 20 as well <laughs> technically it would be whoever has higher decks than is faster yeah than uh, mine totally is a total tw of 23 uh, mine's not and carwin rolled a whopping four nice <laughs> all right the giant weasels got a two which means that uh Coxwain, you're first on the first initiative of this campaign. So the four giant weasels are kind of standing in a spread about five feet apart in this tall grass. They're kind of hard to see, but they are large weasels, so you can clearly see them. There are four of them, and again, they're about five feet apart, about ten feet in front of you. So what do you do? going to charge in with, a with an unarmed attack. But I will specifically use my Tavern Brawler Strike with a plus five to hit. I come swinging in hard with an 18 to hit. Yeah, 
An 18 does it. Nice. That's awesome. That's a good hit. For s max damage. Seven. Max damage. You jump through the grass and just punch one of these giant weasels in the face as it jumps out of the grass at you. Sending it back down to the ground. Tumbles and rolls to the grass. Follow that up with my bonus action of a secondary unarmed strike. Fuck yeah. To the same, same weasel. Oh, I hit the angle. It looked like it was a freaking 20. Seven. Sad. Well, you <sighs> You try to strike down again with your foot. Miss as it tumbles through the grass. It was hard to see. Help, it's your <laughs> go. What do you do? Help is going to excitedly try to stab one of the weasels with his trident. Nice. While yelling, fur food. <laughs> Sick. Fur food. Hey, dirty 20. Nice. Oh, hey. yeah. Hey. Awesome, dude. Max damage. <laughs> nice. You swing down your trident into the grass. With this nine damage, you stab straight through one of these giant weasels, killing it. And then you hold it back up to your face as it its body still stuck to your trident, draped, bleeding. Help launches it into his mouth and just immediately starts chewing. I think I feel like Shulk folks should have like a bonus action to eat or something. These small little animals. You don't, you know, but I feel like they should. Yeah, but I, whatever. I feel... Just for the sake of like story, that absolutely fucking happens. And you can continue to do that. But I can't like give you sustenance on it. Like actual game thing. Oh yeah, but, that, that, you know. I, it was all for aesthetic anyway. Fuck yeah! yeah. <laughs> Makes it Carwin next. What do you do? All right, so I am going to cast Lightning Lure. It is one of my cantrips, and I create a lash of lightning energy that strikes at one creature of your choice that I can see within fifteen feet. The target must succeed on a strength saving throw or be pulled ten feet in a straight line towards me. And then take 1d8 lightning damage. Ooh. Strength saving throw. So it has to be a 13. It has a plus zero. And it got a 14. Sad. Nah, fine. So I imagine you just like strike out lightning at the grass and you can't exactly see where the weasel is. So you just kind of like hit the grass in a certain place. Like, okay, Smee. It's your go. My goblin friend, what do you do? Schmeagle, he, he turns around and he's, I, enough of this, you dare to tell me where you put my food? And he's going to run at like the nearest, uh, I'm going to use two weapon fighting and attack with my short sword to lead. Nice. A uh, plus five to hit, so that's a 23. That's going to hit. Heck yeah. For, so. for canon reasons, where does Smee keep the short sword? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's why he wears his underwear on the outside, so he can yeah. slip his, his swords down there. You never know what he's got. I mean, like, is it like on his back, like magically? Or, like, it I is. Come it is. So you... okay. He doesn't have no fancy sheath. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's that's a seven damage on the short sword hit, and then I'm going to follow up with the dagger attack. Nice. Let's do it. Oh, there we go. So now it's 20. Hey! Fuck yeah! Let's go. Natty twenty. Right. We did it. We did it. So cool. Dagger, dagger damage of uh, dagger damage of uh, sounds pretty damn good actually. We got an eight for the dagger damage. So double that's so sixteen. So this one ferret me ran at <laughs> and attacked and did uh, quite a bit of damage. Um, yeah, you absolutely kill the fucking thing. Do you want to uh, tell us how you did it? You see him kind of 
and he runs at this thing, and as he's getting there, he trips on a small pebble in front of him, but falling down goes to catch his fall with the blade and accidentally impales this thing in front of him. Uh, and he's like, oh no, and he kind of gets up, and uh, his bonus attack that he had with his second dagger was him now sticking the sword into the fair to try to get the... And then he pulls both of both blades out. He's like, okay, didn't even Oops. mean to kill it and he just fell yeah. down and then tried to get the first one out with the second one love that <laughs> love that okay um it is the giant weasel's turn yes um there are two of them still alive and the one that you punched in the face uh coxswain mm-hmm. is going to try to jump back at you and bite you it has a plus five to hit 11 that's a 16 does that hit you that my AC is 16, so and if it lands, it hits. It's true, lands it, it is. It uh, hits. That is going to get weasel bit. 1d4 plus three. Hope he's not carrying rabies. Piercing well, damage. you already got the rabies when you touched old man Jenkins' head. I thought that was just the, the head herpes in the lice. Oh, god, <laughs> that is seven damage. Smacks Ooh. 1d4 plus three. Oh. The other one sees this what you really did. Laid into you. Help to his friend, and it also tries to jump at you and bite you. It's got a plus five to hit. That is a sixteen as well. Yeah, that hits. And then one d four damage. That's also maximum seven damage. Oh, cool. Now we're back at the top of initiative. Coxon, it's your go. What do you do? Oh, with much anger. From being bitten by this absolute disgusting rodent. I go to punch him in the face again. The 24 to hit. 24 hits. Hell yeah, dude. 24 to hit. Yeah. And five more damage. All right. You kill it. Do you want to tell us how you punch it to death? Oh, I reach down as it dodges, as I dodge one of its quick little attacks, grab it by the scruff of its neck, and just do a three twist wind up with an uppercut straight to the throat, and you hear it go, and I drop it to the ground as it slowly suffocates due to a crushed windpipe. And then I turn to face the other one with a fire in my eye, I charge. Give it a good old swift kick to the chin for an 11. <laughs> uh, 11 misses. So you ah. run over and try to swing and kick it, and you miss the grass. <laughs> kind of pisses you off. But that makes it Halp's turn. You see all these dead giant weasels all over the ground, Halp. But there is one that is still alive. What do you do? I'm going to stab it with my trident again. Fuck yeah. Ooh. A 10. You miss. Got a 10. Stabbing through the grass, angrily, with the smell of blood hitting you in the face from all these fucking weasels. You're like, eh, ah. miss. That makes it Carwin's turn. Carwin. So, Carwin, with her gorgeous staff of adornment that has its very gorgeous three gems floating, shall go a whack-a-mole on the last remaining head. That is a 10 plus 2, a 12. 12. Does that hit? 12 misses. <laughs> oh my God. You swing around in the grass as well. <laughs> Missing. Ugh. Okay. Well, that makes it Smee's turn. Smee, 
What do? He looks around. He goes, "If you won't tell me where money is, Shmi, Shmi, take you and sell you for money." He kind of looks to the other party. Goes, "Shmi's just gonna eat it. He can't afford to sell it for money." And <laughs> he just fires his short bow at this thing. I don't know why, but I picture a little Shmi like jumping in and out of the tall grass with the giant weasels, mm-hmm. like. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I get a one. Oh, natty one. Oh, First natty one. one of the season, everybody. I went from a 20 to a one. <laughs> oh, gosh. Classic Nate. Classic Nate. Shmi, I'm sorry, but uh, roll me a D4. And all the hustle and bustle, you shoot yourself in the foot. Oh, <gasps> no. <laughs> you take two damage. So, yeah, Shmi, uh, like you say, jumping in and out of the grass, what happens? <laughs> jumping in and out of the grass, trying to fire his bow at the same time, shoots himself in the face. Hi, Shmi, we'll be having to talk to you about your release technique after we do this. <laughs> you just, I picture you hear Shmi, like, he's kind of, like, jumping up and down, trying to get, like, he's, like, putting his tongue out of his mouth, trying to aim at this thing, kind of squinting one eye in the sunlight. And then just as he, like, goes to fire, he's, like, all bright-eyed because he thinks he's got it. He lands, and you just hear... (laughs) 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 Just from the tall grass, you can't see anything. (laughs) Shoots himself in the foot. Okay, this... It's the giant weasel's turn. It being its turn, it sees that its whole family has just died around him. Uh, it's going in the tall grass, going to try to run away from you guys. Now, there are two of you that Jack are currently... Of opportunity. Yeah, actually, shit, yeah. there's three of you all standing around this fucking thing. So if each one of you want to make attack of opportunity, you can. But it's going to try to run yes, away please. in the tall grass. Poor weasel. All right. <laughs> Seven. Carwin, you miss. I know, man. Sweet uh, I will use my quarter staff in this uh, case. Help, you miss with the seven as well. <laughs> hey, Coxwin with the quarter staff. Eighteen go. hits. Heck yeah, dude. I shall make this a versatile attack, and I shall whack the shit out of this little eight motherfucker. Damage. It's so eight close. Damage. It's so I know. close to death. You hit it on the top of the head, and it squeaks as it fucking limps away in through the grass. It squeaks. But it does indeed get away. Initiative is over. You four have uh, managed to kill three of these weasels. You now stand in the tall grass about 30 feet from what you perceive to be the back door of this old squeaky house. What do you guys do? I I don't know about the rest of ye, but uh, perhaps a quick little rest to uh, heal up might be a good order to do. We can take a short rest if you guys have any kind of rations or anything like that. We could utilize those. Absolutely. Is that what you guys want to do? I can help get sustenance from the weasel he's sitting here chewing on. Yeah, fuck yeah. Why not? I'm down. <laughs> I, uh, you guys hear from the grass. Can someone help me? I, Hello? Where, where, where are you? you Put fall. your hand up. Follow my voice. Shmi's over here. I start making my uh, route over to the sound of his voice. Hey, hey. I'm just going to grab him by his shoulders, sort of give him a quick little lift up. Aye, I'll be your foot now. Shmi's okay. He would have done that a little different, but thank you, Captain. Uh, 
You guys all sit down on the side of this house during the clouds coming in, lightning's coming in. It's starting to even sprinkle a little bit. You're sitting on the hill of this house as you could hear the clouds hitting the side of the hill. You all sit down on what you find to be rocks and stumps, maybe even uh, uh, some old things left around from the old gardening days of this luscious, unkempt garden. My question is, during this short rest you guys are officially taking, are you making a fire? Um, is there anything you guys want to be doing during this short rest? Because you are allowed to pull out some wood, you know, carving tools or anything small like that during the short rest. We're going to call it about 30 minutes. Is there anything you want to be doing? Would you uh, eat a raw giant weasel? If Shmi wants to, but he's going to have to talk to Halp because... Help was eyeballing him. <laughs> Shmi take the back half, you take the front half. Shmi only needs legs and body. That's too full for Shmi. Help bites right into the uh, the midsection of the the weasel and tearing off the the front half and continues. Nom, nom, nom. <laughs> Sharing a weasel. Very good. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so the way that the short rests work, which we don't really utilize a lot, um, even during Drunks and Dragons, we've always just done long rests. We don't do short rests really rarely ever. So I looked it up. The way that this works um, is you guys can spend one or more of your hit dice at the end of a short rest up to your maximum number of hit dice. But you only get that maximum number of hit dice per long rest, right? So per day. So, and you're allowed to roll one, and then if you want to roll another, if you don't get a high enough number, you can. And you can continuously spend, but once you're out, you're out. So, how many hit dice are you guys rolling? Go on ahead and roll them, and then uh, just let us know what the what the numbers are, how much you're healing. Oh, and I didn't uh, give you a second to say, um, Coxwin, is there anything you're doing during the short rest? Ah, uh, yes, I'll be playing my pan flute to try and cheer up the party. Question. Did um, Old Man Jenkins give us a map? No. You guys, uh, instead, you said, okay. uh, well, we can just go around to the back door. <laughs> so he went, all right, sure. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you did not get a map, no. Well, I feel like um, because there was a mention of a map and there wasn't a map produced, that Carwin is probably using her cartographer's tools to like jot down a little map of how to get here and like charts where the the little um, weasels were on the map kind of like she just doodles but she's using her official cartographer's tools to do so nice hell yeah okay I love this scene too. Like, if it, I'm picturing the scene in my head, there's like a little campfire, and then you guys are like sitting on rocks, and we've got like our shark guy and our goblin like sharing a weasel they're eating together, and then Coxwin's like playing a pan flute, and then of course Carwin the Warforge is like drawing a map, and you guys are all sitting together. Like, I if the fire was like animated, I would like use that as like a a fucking phone background or something and like you know like it's just amazing like visual especially because there's like this haunted ass house just like right next to you guys and you're right just there yeah hanging out love that 
Okay, um, I love that visual. I love every bit of it. So you guys do that, and you can go on ahead and roll your heal dice. That's it. Help got a nine. Nice. Do you got a D10 for well, it's, hit it's dice? A, it's a D10 plus three. Oh, man. You, you get uh, hit dice plus constitution. Yes. I I was full health. I do not need to use my, uh, my hit dice. Except for the, the, the damage you took for shooting yourself in the foot. I do yeah. have two damage down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that whole argument that got cut out? Dude, we really cut it out, didn't we? Yeah, Shit. That's crazy. And I do think, though, Carwin didn't take any damage. You dodged the first window attack as well. You didn't take any damage from the weasels. You're totally good. Cool. So everyone's rolled their, their hit dice. Are you going to roll your hit dice? Uh, Shmi? Yeah. Shmi? I keep saying with an H. I have a nine there. There's no fucking H. Fuck, nice. there's like nines all around. Hell yeah. Next to this haunted house on the hill, you four sit together around a fire, healing up and resting from this crazy battle with these giant weasels that you just had. You eat your food, you play your pan flute, and you draw yourself a map, thinking about what is going to be on the inside of this hall. You guys rest, thinking, contemplating, together. And now time for some bloopers. You contest the deception check, then obviously you don't fall for it. I, I, I think. What I is the, what is the point of this? Is my question. There's no you point. Know, I think we just no... gotta get down on right. You gotta cut all of this. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> I am. Yeah. It's pointless. It's completely yeah. pointless. Do it. Because there's not Shut even it. any repercussions. <laughs> there's, no yeah. there's no stakes. I just wanted to use the line. You don't need to lie to kick it. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. He's that like, I will roll for that. That's reset. Okay. <clears throat> Catch you next time on the Grouch Couch Cast.